This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. My guest today is Connie Wittick. Connie Wittick is the founding partner of Metropolitan Studio, Elevated Living by Design. Her company creates transformational environments to elevate businesses to attract and keep an invaluable team of creative, talented, loyal, and highly skilled employees and to draw their most ideal clients. Metropolitan Studio designs elevated living by design experiences for corporations, offices, hospitality leaders, resorts, senior living, higher education, residential, and other unique projects that stir their passions. Through the physical environment she builds, Connie furthers her clients' abilities to be leaders and pioneers in their fields. She creates one-of-a-kind experiences for the built environment, thus elevating her clients' business and life. Corporate CEOs, architecture firms, and development firms are her direct clients as they seek ways to increase productivity and branding. Connie also works globally and has projects in such places as China, Bali, and Costa Rica. Over the past 25 years, she's worked with high-profile clients, including Under Armour, Monticello Visitor Center, Summit Vista, and Rutgers Law School. Her architectural firm design teams have won many American Institute of Architect Awards, Construction Awards, and three International Property Awards. They placed fifth for the Golden Nugget Awards for the Royal Venya Resort in Bali, and were on the award-winning design team for Shunyi, a large-scale senior living project in China. Connie has a BA degree in economics from the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. She also attended the Museum School of Fine Arts in Boston, affiliated with Tufts, where her academic focus was illustration, and the Virginia Commonwealth University, where her academic emphasis was interior design and interior architecture. Passionate about creativity, art, business, and design, Connie says, quote, people want to be inspired. Memorable, exhilarating, and stimulating environments are essential, and a branded environment is an important element of the business equation unquote. It is my honor and delight, Connie, to welcome you as my special guest to the Voice of Leadership. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Dr. Karen. I am so excited to be here. Good. Fantastic. Well, let's just jump right in, Connie. I've got a lot of things that I want to talk to you about today. Your subject is very exciting. So my first question for you, Connie, is this. I know that many executive leaders don't focus on the importance of building design when they think about productivity, employee experience, 
or even customer experience. And yet you know that elevated living by design, a phrase that you coined, is important. Tell us more about why elevated design is important to business success. What are the benefits? The benefits are attracting amazing employees that are highly productive and just thrilled to be in the environment and enjoy coming to work every day and doing their best. Well, I know that most business leaders, that's exactly what they want. They want to have employees who are motivated. They want to have the best employees. Tell us a little bit about how that physical environment influences that. Well, Dr. Karen, um, as you well know, there are five generations working in, in our workspaces these days. And each generation has a different way of working. And the younger generations don't really like to sit in a cubicle and they can't really sit still very long. So they like to move around. And then other generations kind of um, work a little bit differently. So when we start a project, we usually start with a visionary session and figure out the goals and the vision and all the details that the CEO and his team are interested in achieving. So when you say the goals that the, that the CEO and the team are interested in achieving, are you talking about goals for leadership and productivity or just what kind of goals often emerge out of those visionary sessions? Well, I think that the goals for um, the built environment and the business, you know, the built environment is a third of, of the business. It's the physical area that people are located. In today's world, you can also have another component that is a virtual piece. But the, the physical built environment needs to incorporate the culture of the organization or corporation. It needs to incorporate the branding it needs to be designed so that the teams are working. It depends on what type of company, of course, but it needs to be designed so that the teams are highly functional and that all the tools are in their surroundings for them to be successful. Yeah, that's really wonderful, um, Connie, that you mentioned that um, so that it's a functional environment. I also know that the right environment can also inspire innovation and creative thinking, and just getting to new ideas, wouldn't you say? Oh, it helps to generate those ideas. Mm-hmm. If, you're in, um, if you're in a very creative environment that has certain components, it can help elevate those ideas. And um, part of that environment, we, we have a 10-step process. And when we start projects, we start taking a look at what is the, in the surrounding areas. And who is going to be using the spaces? And what is the brand? You need the connectivity, the employees and the C-suite to um, have connectivity to the outside in. Spaces that have a high level of energy help to create the excitement that sparks uh, innovation and creativity. You know, it's interesting you should say that, Connie, because I'm thinking about a client that I have in New York City, and they have a a very nice legacy building there, and they were 
planning to remodel that building. And so they moved into a temporary space. And the temporary space was also very beautiful and reflected the direction they were going towards because they were going to be in the temporary space for about two years while they were redesigning the legacy space. And they built it with a lot of light, a lot of open spaces and places where people could gather and where they could co-create together. And that's really important. You know, when people walk into a, a space, the first thing that they notice is how the space makes them feel. And how you feel is a huge selling point on any level of a company. It, it's a selling point on the products. It's a selling point on employees wanting to be in the space and work for the company. It's a huge selling point on recruiting employees. You know, Connie, um, since you're talking about that, I know that clients have told you about some of the benefits that they personally received while working in buildings that you designed. What have you heard from clients? What are they saying about how they're working or how they're inspired in those built environments? Well, we just finished a project out in Utah. And when we when you walk into the building, the first thing you notice is this isn't quite what we expected. And then we want to know more. And as you get into the building, you start noticing the energy. And energy is generated from many different things. It's generated from natural light, natural materials, color, pattern, and how you can move through the space. And that it also it brings a different level of excitement. So some of your clients, when they're in your buildings that have, I know your buildings have beautiful color, for example, what have they said about the impact of of those natural materials and that color on them and how they work? I did an elementary school about 25 years ago, and I was actually working with an architect that went to elementary school in the school that I had worked on. And he said that he enjoyed every single day going to school because the colors just elevated how he felt about school. And, you know, it, they were very creative and there was a lot of natural light and interesting materials that helped elevate his daily learning. That's a fabulous example because obviously in a school setting, you want children to be exploring, to be innovative, to be creative, and to be expanding their minds. And that's a good example about how the way that you design and and build those environments, it facilitates that process. So Connie, tell us about a couple of your favorite buildings and what makes those buildings special? What are you most proud of about those favorite buildings? Well, each project is very special, I think, because it's really about the people that you're working with and what you co-create together. I have favorite buildings in different parts of the country. I work all over the world. I think that one of my really exciting projects that we've been working on with my office, In Place Design, which is an architecture firm, we were working on a project in Bali. And it's a resort that's in the mountains, and it just kind of falls off the hillside. And when you're in the vacation units, the vacation units are very, very simple. It's, it's pretty much all windows, and you just get totally engaged with the, the natural surroundings. 
And we also took a look. We went across Bali and photographed, and we brought a lot of the outside in, meaning taking a look at the history and going back into the history, and which is a term that Sankofa, and you bring that history forward. And so we took a look at a lot of carvings and um, patterns that we incorporated throughout the public spaces. And so we are so excited to see it when it's complete. You know, I really love the concept of the outside in, where you actually have a connection with the natural and the outdoors, even while you're on the inside. That's actually a wonderful concept because a lot of times those natural elements, that's what really inspires people. Yes, it's um, everybody just loves the outdoors. And I think that Outside In started years ago in Europe and it's really taken off around the world. That's great. So Connie, tell us about another one of your favorite projects. This one, particularly you were bringing elements in from the outside and bringing them indoors. What's another building that's a a favorite of yours? Well, I love Summit Vista in uh, Utah. The Mason residence in Costa Rica is just stunning. It uh, has pretty much windows all around the house and just a couple interior walls. But again, it's just taking in the views. I love views. Sometimes the colors uh, take take a background to those views. Most of the time they do. Bringing in the natural materials really helps incorporate the experience of the outside. Yeah, that's phenomenal. And I, I happen to know, Connie, that not only do you build these environments for other people, you also live by your own elevated living principles as well. Your company is based in Baltimore, Maryland, and you also have a Western office in Salt Lake City. Tell us about those spaces and how you are inspired in each of the environments you've built for yourself. Well, I absolutely love the views. And in Baltimore, I live in a high rise on the 22nd floor, and the views are just stunning. The interiors are very simple. And in Utah, again, we have amazing views and all the doors open up so that you can sit outside when it's warm enough. The views, I think, are hugely important for your environment when you can have them. But the really the relationships between the inside out and outside in is, is the key. And so when you have been in spaces where you did not have that kind of energy or kind of synergy for yourself, what was the impact on you? Well, I think you can still achieve through design the energy using natural materials, but also different textures, interesting carpets, and color, and cool furniture. So there's a way to sort of overcome it. You're still building the built environment inside that still is going to inspire, let's say, the workforce or even a family at home. Yes, I think that you can use a lot of things. A friend of mine has, he loves offices without windows, which is very rare, but his whole wall is a video. And so some days he turns on the rainforest for the day. 
Other days he he watches uh, works by the beach. So every environment can be very creative and unique. You just have to uh, use your imagination. I love that. I mean, being able to use your imagination and being able to design something that's specific for that particular client or that particular person, and that works in their space. And that's where you come in to figure that out. Yes, and we typically work as a team. So the client is working hand in hand, helping us to make decisions about how their workspace is going to flow, what it's going to feel like, and how we're going to brand. In the end, it is their corporate tool. And I think it has to reflect their vision and their culture. Now, Connie, you referenced this a little bit earlier. You talked about the fact that we're in the pandemic right now. It's the time that we're doing uh, this conversation. And so many workers are working from home. And not all of those home-based workers feel that maybe they have an elevated design work environment at home. What are some tips that you might have for those workers who are currently displaced from their offices? And how can they create an environment that inspires them to the kind of creativity and productivity that they might want to have? One thing I'm starting to do is work with CEOs and brokers to take a look at spaces and figure out how to rearrange or downsize or add space to meet the needs of our current situation. Because pandemics are not going to go away. And this pandemic will not go away for at least a year. Therefore, I think that creating a home package for your built environment at home that's kind of branded, that helps you feel part of the organization is really important. And that can be made up of many different things. Actually, I love that idea, being able to bring a bit of the the work environment home, kind of like office in a box in a sense. Tell us just a little bit more about some of the elements. What could be in such a package? Well, I think it would we would work with the executive team and figure out the minimal amount of space that you would need. You could have a creative desk, a chair. You could have some type of branding a couple computer screens. A lot of people use at least two screens. You could have a big sign. You could have area for post-it notes. I think I think it really depends on what you're doing. Okay, but that's great. You gave us some examples about what's possible or what could be branded or some of the things to think about in creating that office at home. Now, Connie, I also know that you have an entrepreneurial background yourself, and you owned an internet startup company for five years called SportsWave, and that your experience as an entrepreneur, your perseverance, and your business agility, those qualities are also appreciated by your clients. How does that past experience add value today? Well, I think the built environment is really, really important because when you're um, starting a new section or a startup area within a company, it helps to motivate the, the organization. A lot of companies have kind of rogue companies because they want innovation and having a startup company helps understand what those innovative, cool spaces might want to be. 
And it also helps provide the energy to keep on going every day. Figuring out something different isn't always easy. So as an entrepreneur yourself, you are sort of wired or pre-wired to think of the different or to see what other people might not see. Yes. So when we start a project, we work with the management team and learn about what each team does and what their physical needs are and their kind of technology uh, requirements. And then we start analyzing what it could be. We work with the group and get their feedback and then start working on a space plan, adding furniture and lighting and that kind of thing in a very schematic, loose manner before we start really getting into the design of the spaces. So Connie, over the past 25 years, you've built a significant business. So on a personal note, what challenges would you say that you've overcome to build a successful business? I think you always have to be looking for different avenues, different opportunities, different partnerships. I have a lot of partnerships with architectural firms. I have partnerships with manufacturers. I have partnerships with graphic design firms. In our office, we have where Implants Design is an architecture firm, and then Splice Design Group is a graphics. So I work on with a lot of different architectural firms, but sometimes I'll pull Curtis from Implace Design on projects with me. He does a lot of the custom signage. And likewise, Implace puts me on their teams as well as many other different architectural firms. So when we start out, sometimes the developer will hire me separately, but I always work. I try to always work within the architectural team. It sounds like you really get some synergies by partnering together and bringing all of that talent and ability. Well, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts individually in a sense. By bringing all those views, all those people and and talent and expertise, you're better serving your client. That's right, Dr. Karen. I think that that's how you create elevated living. It is not doing interior decorating. It's working with the architectural team, creating an environment that brings in the natural light. The furniture fits with the space. The colors fit with the, that they kind of highlight the space, but you're working with a team that can mold the building into one, as opposed to just going in and doing interior decorating. That's actually an extremely important point you just mentioned, because it's probably harder to go into a building that's already built, if you will, without some of the elevated elements in mind. However, if you're working with the architects right from the beginning, you can co-create the best of all possible worlds. And that's really value added is what I would say. It is value added. And when the project is finished, it is typically pretty amazing. I like color and people are very surprised when I don't use color and not all spaces need color. Some spaces you want to be more quiet spaces, but in general, um, color sells and uh, color helps the way you feel about yourself and about being part of the organization. 
So Connie, if somebody wants to reach you so that they can learn more about building their own elevated living by design project, where can they reach you, first of all? And then also, where can they go to see some photographs of your many projects? Well, we have a wonderful website. The URL is met-studio.com, Metropolitan Studio, but met-studio.com. Or you can email me, Connie, at met-studio.com. Or you can give me a call, 410-375-7345. Okay, that's fantastic. So these are all the ways that people can get a, an experience of these great projects. And I can certainly attest to the fact that on your website, there are beautiful representations of your work. And so I certainly invite people to go there and take a look and then to give you a call so that they can begin to design their workspace or even their home. Uh, You do both, which is fantastic. So Connie, before we wrap up today, as you know, my audience is an executive leadership audience out there senior leaders in businesses, and what words of wisdom do you want to leave for that audience of executive business leaders? I think the built environment can really elevate your business and it can energize, bring, help people, your employees, your team, be more innovative and creative and energized and I think that it's a, a lot of people you kind of miss the boat or do not really think about that tool. You can make a lot more money by having amazing spaces and experiences for your group. And also those that, you know, not everybody works in an office. A business may be a hotel or it could be a restaurant. I think that you just, that's part of the business equation. Hire your design team carefully. Well, thank you so much, Connie, for sharing this wisdom with us today. I know that my own thinking is elevated in the sense of understanding more about how the built environment affects productivity, inspiration, and then also you just added a piece, profitability. And I certainly know that executives are concerned about all of those. So thanks so much for being my guest today and for leaving us those words of wisdom. Thank you, Dr. Karen, for having me. You're welcome. Hopefully you'll be back again another time to let us know about some of your exciting projects. And to everyone else out there, thank you for listening today. And we will see you next time on The Voice of Leadership. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.